Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DoorDash. Round 11 team lists are upon us. My name's Chris Kennedy. Dom Brock is with me. Dom, you just got to laugh, don't you? Got to laugh. <laughs> it's been a rough couple of weeks on the fantasy front. A lot of... Injuries last week, a lot of suspensions this week, so uh, many of us battling to get 17 players on the field. Um, but a few new faces, at least, in uh, the NRL this week, a few rookies, so that might help in the weeks to come. Could be my fifth straight week of making two trades just to get 17 on yeah. the park. It has been dire. Let's get into some team lists. Cowboys and the Knights kick the round off up there in Townsville on Thursday night. Uh, Cowboys pretty steady as she goes. They do have a, uh, a debutante on the bench named Helam Lukey, who's a, uh, a tall, lanky, young uh, second rower. I don't know if we're expecting any explosive scores from him in the uh, the short term, but uh, fantasy-wise, what do you got? Yeah, a couple of 50s from Jason Tomololo and Valentine Holmes on the weekend. Uh, Good, solid scores. They've been good uh, scorers this year. Holmes especially, averaging in the 50s. Uh, If you need a winger fullback, I suppose. Tomololo has lost a lot of money on his starting price, but had a couple of good scores recently. I think he's getting close to 700 grand. So uh, if you're looking at picking up a probable keeper, he's pretty good value he plays he doesn't play round 13 he plays round 17 so Mm. for overall points maybe wait a few weeks but um yeah certainly becoming good value other than that one big game i mean 50 points in 64 minutes on the weekend it's not quite by him now territory no i mean at least he's playing 64 minutes before he was playing quite limited game time and uh todd payton seems to have changed his tune on how many uh minutes tomorrow is going to play each week so the opportunities there for a big score like we saw a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, maybe in a, in a few weeks, certainly after the first bye, it could be uh, one to snap up. Knights team that travels up there are pretty disappointing in Magic Round. Uh, still no Callum Ponga, which was um, expected, but still slightly frustrating for those of us holding him. Uh, Heimel Hunt is out with that hamstring strain and Braden Musgrove is back. Uh, fantasy talking points there. Uh, Tyson Frizzell had another big score, 81 points. He scored tries uh, in the last two weeks. Very uh, late try last week. From yeah, um, he's averaging mid-60s for the season, mid-70s in the last few games. So, yeah, really good score. Obviously, I mean, you'd expect he gets picked for Origin 1 for the Blues, but regardless, looks like a keeper in the back row this year. Connor Watson's the other one. Not a huge score, 48 points, but he played 53 minutes, which mm. I think is encouraging. Last week we talked about he only played about 40 minutes off the bench with um, Mitch Barnett playing at lock. Uh, but he went back to his kind of usual game time of mid Yeah. So um, they had a few injuries, but I think he just came on for Saifidi midway through the first half. So that's pretty standard. So, yeah, the chance, you know, the opportunity is there for Watson to get some big scores for the rest of the season, ideally. I feel like this return of Lockie Fitzgibbon on the edge, pushing Mitch Barnett to lock, has turned out to be probably worse for Barnett's prospects than it has for Watson's. Yeah, yeah so far it has. Um, Barnett, I think he played low 40 minutes. He got 39 points, which is not great. So, yeah, the fact he was – he's just about equally busy, Barnett, on an edge as he is in the middle. So mm. if he plays the full 80, obviously he's going to get more points. So, yeah, bad news for him. I think he's getting close to a sell. He even lost the goal kicking last week. I thought he was going to kick goals and yeah. that's why he kicked in the absence of Ponga. So, yeah, a few uh, negative signs for Barnett. But, um, yeah, what's on the hold? Not, uh, not too many talking points across the uh, Thursday night game. The early Friday game, Warriors hosting the West Tigers. Plenty of talking points uh, in this one. They include uh, Josh Curran out for a few weeks mm. with an elbow injury. It hurts plenty of coaches, myself included. Um, Reese Walsh, still not sure how he's being used or the best way to use him. Um, only got on 
due to a, an HIA to Rocco Berry, played 45 minutes and scored 74 points. Mm. Um, just absolutely ran amok. I think his first touch was a multiple tackle bust, 50-metre line break down the field. A um, couple of other ins and outs, but um, yeah, fantasy-wise, what do you got? Yeah, so Curran's a tricky one. Uh, two to four weeks, which is, again, one of those really awkward, you know, two weeks is a hold, four weeks is a sell. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what you're planning on doing there, but um, could be a sell. Uh, Walsh, Nathan Brown, I'm pretty sure, talked on Monday about starting him at fullback for the rest of the season and mm. moving Roger Tuovasashek, which would be obviously a big move, but um, could happen. Regardless, he's been named to the bench this week, so... Uh, they play early in the round at least, so we'll know if he is going to be in the starting team. But I would say, based on the last few performances, he is going to get a lot of game time. Uh, he looks great in attack. It's just where to yeah. put him in defence is the question and, and what to do with RTS. So, yeah, I would say good news for Walsh holders, probably bad news for two of us as Sheck holders at this stage. Yeah, Rogers have to almost be a sell. He's had a couple of mediocre scores, uh, certainly coinciding with Walsh's time uh, in the club. Um, Torhu Harris is still looking like a real serious yeah. keeper as a, a middle forward there. Absolutely. And Ben Murdoch Masilla, another uh, try from him. A few tries in his last few weeks, 54 points. Um, one we spoke about a bit in preseason. It was kind of uh, a bit slow to start, but uh, getting some good scores at the moment. But yeah, Torhu Harris is the, the big reliable one in the Warriors this season. West Tigers team. I think he's unchanged. Uh, Adam Dewey's still in the centres. Moses Embai still at six. Um, all those team changes, there was going to be either egg on Maguire's face or egg on everyone else's face, and it turns out Maguire mm-hmm. had the last laugh, certainly on a, a sample size of one, with um, Dewey scoring a couple of tries in the centres and Embai pretty much doing what he was asked to distribute some early ball out wide. Um, actually snapped him up because I was def- desperate for a cheap centre and I was pretty content with the 34 points that he had for... 79 minutes and 59 seconds until he got Sinbin right at the end yeah. uh, to knock him back down to 27, which was irritating. And he got, did he get like 25 points in the first half? Yeah, he got like a try a assist and a few runs and a few kicks. And the yeah. whole second half, he just did nothing but catch and pass and then got Sinbin. So. Yeah. <sighs> a bit early to tell whether the win last week was down to Maguire's uh, team changes and or how much was down to the Knights being pretty poor mm. and the absence of Kalen Ponga. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Adam Dewey looked like a possible, not quite trade out, but playing in the centres is going to be uh, bad for his scoring, except that he got two tries last week. So another good score. So uh, people who have him can hold him for a bit longer and uh, make some more money. Uh, Luke Brooks is going to score well, I, w- I would say, mm. once, you know, if this is the uh, lineup they stick with for a while. So um, Dane Laurie's another one. He had a good score a few weeks ago, but um, just 30 this week. Pretty bad score last week, I think. A few um, bad scores, probably more bad than good over the past three or four yeah. weeks, I'd say. Now, the Tigers play, I believe, in the first by round, yes, in round 13. So one to hold until then for overall points. But is he one to move on after that? Or I think he's one that can safely be upgraded, but that involves having... 17 players. Yeah. It's a luxury trade now, doesn't it? Very much. Yeah. I mean, he's in my 17. He's not in my starting back. Th- he's not close to my starting back three when everyone's available, but he's just in my 17 every week because I keep losing players. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, I, I don't have the luxury of trading him out. But yeah, certainly can be upgraded if you somehow don't have any other bigger, more pressing problems. They do have a couple of reserves who I think are unlikely. Uh, James Roberts is a chance for those of us who still have him and are praying for a... Um, a saviour in the centres. Yeah, uh, those uh, extra nine points will yeah, make a difference yeah. to your week. I don't think they're going to make any late changes. Huh. Um, one or two other cheapies in the reserves. Um, 
Uh, still no sign of Jake Simpkin, who's in a lot of teams still. Yeah, I think he's got to be outside the 17 for a while until they start losing more games. Looks a bit that way. Um, David Nofalum is in a few teams and he scored a try and still only got 27 after a monster score only a fortnight ago, I think it was. Well, last season he was a real tackle-busting machine and mm. it's kind of dried up a bit this year, which is surprising. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the second Friday night game, Sharks up against the Dragons. Sharks team, I mean, is there anything we want to talk about <laughs> fantasy-wise? I think it's unchanged 17 and unchanged. no one you want in fantasy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Should we just not? Just go straight to Dragons? Yeah, just move right on. Don't have any Sharks it's, players. Seems a bit dismissive, but there's no good buys in that team. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Uh, Dragons team wrecked by suspension. Probably no really, not really anyone else to blame by themselves. Uh, Josh Maguire and Tyrell Fulmon have gone long-term. Mika Ravalawa, Tarek Sims gone. <clears throat> Excuse me, shorter term. Matt Dufty out for a little bit uh, with a shoulder injury. Mass changes, as you'd expect. Uh, Jordan Pereira comes back on a wing. Billy Burns, um, who he had a, a bit of an eye on as a cash cow, but he's played more centre than anything else, mm. um, where he scores very slowly, it turns out. Um, still don't mind the look of him if he gets a, a big-minute back row spot at some point, but that doesn't look like happening anytime soon. Um, yeah, whole new bench. And uh, Jared Beal, who they've pulled out of retirement, comes into this squad in the 21 and has now been added to fairness. He may or may not end up playing in the back line uh, at some point. Yeah, so with all that, so two five-game suspensions is pretty massive. Are there any obvious winners fantasy-wise? Like, as you say, Burns is playing in the centres, so you don't really want him. The back row is a bit of a mystery. How you know who's going to be there this week? Who's going to stay in the weeks going forward? I don't know. Are you going to consider any of those guys? No, absolutely. I, I mean, I wish I had Jack Bird just because I keep losing centres every yeah. second week. But, um, I mean, he didn't do great. Mid-30s, I think, in the end, spent most of the second half at, at fullback. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bird's probably one to hold rather than one to buy. I don't really see scores changing much. Could be good for Andrew McCulloch, who's been losing mm. minutes. Um, went off for... Um, well, not went off for, but Josh Maguire was subbing in at hooker when he was off last week. Maguire, obviously, um, suspended now. Not really seeing... Unless they put Junior Amorne <coughs> in there, but he's more of a, a mm. half-back and he played limited minutes in his debut. So I guess if you're sitting on McCulloch, you'll be hoping that his minutes go up a bit. Obviously, went off at the end of the game as well with a, a head knock and yeah. a, a cut above the eye. But um, I guess he could potentially benefit from all the other outs, but yeah, I'm not seeing too many other beneficiaries. Alvaro as well, I guess. But yeah, no real bias. Potentially. Just yet. Um, yeah, I guess if you're still holding Alvaro, he might go back to 40s rather than the 30-odd scores he's been getting. Yep. Um, Saturday footy kicks off with the Titans up against the Bulldogs. Uh, the second week of David Fafita's suspension. Uh, Herman SASA obviously out for a bit with a suspension. The real hammer blow for fantasy is Tyrant Peachy, who a lot of us have as a centre, has been one of the few vaguely reliable centre scorers in fantasy, although it was a, obviously a poor score against the Panthers, gone for two weeks. With a crusher tackle charge, so now we're on the hunt for yet another centre after burning, I don't know how many trades it's on centre. It's very frustrating, isn't it's it? It's so frustrating. Um, yeah, so I spent up on Peachy a while ago because I didn't want to make more trades in the centres and now he's yeah. out for two weeks. And yeah, as you say, bad score, 27 points. He's been spending some time at dummy half, which really hurts his fantasy scoring yeah. because he relies a bit on tackle breaks and run metres and... Although he still had some metres, his busts have been down a bit in the last few weeks mm. and he's relied a bit on tries or try assists to, to save his scores. So, yeah, not a great score there. And out for two weeks really hurts. He's back in the fir- for the first buy round, so for overall definitely hold. I think it's a hold for everybody, but yeah. you just got to have to get a replacement somehow. Anyone else we want to talk about in that Titans team? Not big, really. Big Tino got 50. 
Yeah, and at lock this week, so yeah, quick um, obvious minutes. Not much else. Brimson only thirty-five with a try, but you know, tough game against the Panthers. Uh, Dogs team, a few changes. Um, Tui Katoa, the winger, is out. He got a head knock last week, although he's still in the um, the reserves list. The reshuffle there means uh, a debutant centre in Aaron Shoup. The um, I think he's played some junior reps, junior kangaroos or, or schoolboys, that sort of thing. I've uh, been busting a lot of tackles in uh, in reserve grade from what I can see. Something like 26 busts in six games with four tries. Um, could do it a little bit tough uh, at first grade level just given the Bulldogs' uh, woes, but Titans have been conceding a lot of points themselves over the past four or five weeks. Yeah, so four tries in six games. He kicks goals as well. He probably won't. At NRL level, but um, good attacking player by the looks. He's only 19. Uh, I don't know, even if he does score well, how long he sticks around in that team. Yeah. They've got uh, Corey Allen coming back. They've got a lot of, you know, fullback slash wingers that they have been using in their back five this season. Um, so, yeah, it, it might only be a one-week thing, mm. so pretty risky. He's obviously base price. If he has a huge game, then he'll, he'll stick around, I guess, but um, a bit risky at this point to bring in. Are you considering him? Were you considering him? I, I, when I, yeah, I saw the team list <laughs> saw and the thought and that's not like he's going to average fifty and be the brand new cash cowboy we're waiting for. Just I just want two games until Peachy's <laughs> back, and then I checked up on uh, Corey Allen could be back as early as round twelve. So the disaster result is that yeah. Shoot plays one game and then Corey Allen comes back. I mean, like you just touched on, the whole back line's full of fullbacks and Aaron Shoup is an actual centre mm-hmm. um, in a spot where they've struggled to have, you know, a, an actual centre to partner Will Hopawati. I mean, if he goes well, what's he, 19 years old? So yeah. he's sort of just breaking into that sort of NRL team for the first time. If he goes well, maybe he holds the spot. I mean, Corey Allen is predominantly a fullback by trade. I don't know, you know, they've had Meany at centre, Chotridge at centre, you know, Allen at centre. I mean, maybe he is the answer moving forward. Maybe he is. I also remember uh, not that long ago talking about Zach Sini might be the answer on the wing for the Tigers after his good first game and then he scored minus one and got dropped. He had a really bad game. Yeah. And then Madge decided that Adam Dewey was going to be a centre and just changed the whole team around based on other things that didn't help Zach Sini. I mean, he could be Sini Mark too. I feel like that's not going to happen. But there is a risk that he plays one game and then disappears. disappears. Yeah. Risky buy. Risky buy. Anyway, might try and, I don't know, see if we can get a buy him anyway. Just need, just need to confirm that Alan misses two weeks. Yeah, just okay. need two weeks out of him. Anyway, I'll make some calls as the week goes on. <laughs> Anyone else in the Dogs team you want to cover before we move on? Uh, not really. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Roosters and the Broncos is the second Saturday game at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Um, James Tedesco finally back in form. Mm. I really enjoyed that second half, having held him through all these price drops and sitting out with head knocks um, seeing him run amok and bust a million tackles and set up tries was certainly uh, enjoyable yes uh, people have been asking about whether it's worth trading him out in the last few weeks and this is why you don't trade out James Tedesco mm-hmm. he got 80 points uh, without a try got 10 tackle breaks a lot of metres uh, awesome game so he can do that any week he can probably do that or better again against Brisbane this week so um Great value right now if you are looking to buy a fullback. What is he, 550 or something? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Five, sorry, 577k. So, absolute steal if you haven't got him. Um, you've hit the jackpot if by dodging all those uh, price drops. So, buy him as soon as you can, regardless of origin. I think he's uh, worth getting sooner rather than later. Um, Angus Crichton, another really good score for yep. him. Got one try, two tries maybe. 87 points. Two, I think, yeah. Sam Walker. 
kind of mediocre score despite a try, but that's going to happen sometimes. He didn't kick very much Walker in that game, which is surprising. General but, uh, play kicking here yeah. was well down for some reason. Yeah, but I uh, wouldn't be too spooked. He's still really good cash cow. Any thoughts on... Um Ben Marshke was a mediocre mm. score. Some people thought he might be a bit of a low-tier cow while Verrills is out, but it hasn't really panned out that way. Yeah, I mean, he's got some more time to make money, I guess, if you've got him already. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I held off. What did he get in the weekend? It's 22 20, or something from 28. Him. 28, yeah. Not great for a starting hooker. Yeah. Wouldn't, not the end of the world if you've got him. There's At least he's playing. Brisbane team, they have... Changed their halves once again. Yet again. Milford's been dropped once again. Tyson Gamble hasn't been dropped, despite scoring four points in fantasy with seven missed tackles, three penalties, and a sin bin, which uh, very bad news for anyone who bought him last week. Um, I do feel for all their playmakers up there that just don't even get more than two weeks to try and stamp their uh, their claims. Albert Kelly, uh, those who remember him from the, the Titans, been over in the, the Super League, uh, is back. He makes his club debut also got Keenan Palacia, who's a debutante uh, second rower in uh, due to the Jordan Ricky uh, suspension, um, fantasy-wise. <laughs> what you... Albert Kelly's very cheap, 246k. Yep. Um, he's been an OK scorer in the past. It was, it's been a while since he's played NRL. So, again, as we've said before about the Broncos halves and Broncos plays in general, very risky to uh, buy someone straight up. But, um, you know, if he has a good game, very tough first game against the Roosters. So, you know... In Sydney. Um, hard to see him getting a, a very big score, but if he kicks a lot, maybe he does well. Mm. I was uh, going to say, it's a real down week for the Broncos in general, that huge flogging from Manly Payne Haas to Vita Pango Jr. Yeah. Um, Thomas Flegler, who myself and a few other people bought, hoping for a, a cheap scorer in the, the mid position, and it was at 35 or 37 yeah. in the end, so it wasn't terrible, but not great. Yeah, not a lot of points in general. Um, I think the one standout, Herbie Farnworth got 50. He got, yeah. I think, mid 50s the week before. He's scoring really well in the centres uh, without tries. Um, mm. Looks like a probable keeper, I think, in the centres, especially if you start scoring tries, which, you know, not easy. The Broncos aren't uh, the best team, so that might be um, hard to come by. But if he does, he could start reeling off 50s pretty consistently. So um, if you've got a bit of money, he's not cheap. What, what is he in the 400s? Maybe close to must be over five now, I yeah. think. Uh, but I guess if you're looking for a maybe point of difference keeper is a uh, mm. pretty good value and yeah if you haven't got Haas or, or Pangai just give it one or two more weeks because their price is going to keep yep. coming down I think it's at 480k for Farnworth so you're not cheap but um, you're scoring pretty well um, no Danny Levi he's been dropped so it's probably yeah. good news for anyone who's still sitting on, um, on Jake Turpin after a poor score uh, last week. Anyway, moving on to the final Saturday game the Raiders and the Storm Raiders a relieving win um down a man against the uh, the lowly Bulldogs, but they got there. Uh, they've lost Jack Whiten, Josh Hodgson, and Josh Papali'i for one, one, and three weeks, respectively. Uh, Sam Williams comes into the halves. Dunamis Louis starts a prop. Few other changes. Brad Schneider, um, rookie halfback, makes his NRL debut off the bench. Um, Jared Croken news that he might be out mm. uh, longer term, which uh, really awful news for him. But it does mean anyone sitting on Seb Chris gets a, a bit of a reprieve as well. Yeah, so Chris is still pretty cheap. 323K has had some mixed scores. He got 41 with the try on the weekend, uh, which is pretty good. Not amazing, but he's quite cheap. So, um, yeah, as you say, anyone who has him already, he should be uh, 
having the chance to make some money for a while now with Croker out. Uh, CHN, good score on the weekend, 57. Still had a few demerits, but got a try. Got a lot of run metres. Uh, he looks like probably the best of the... There was a few kind of mid-range cash cows we talked about uh, one mm. or two weeks ago, and he looks like a standout at this point. Um, I think there might be some questions about whether it's too late to get him, and I think it just about might be in terms of yeah. making proper money, but he should score well from here on in. And Bailey Simonson, nine points. Back to his usual self after a pretty good score last week. Yeah, my 18th man for his 46 last week and then had to start him in the absence of players this week and almost needn't have bothered. Yes. Thanks, Bailey. Um, Tom Starling we need to talk about because uh, Josh Hodgson played uh, entirely as a sort of a loose ball playing forward. He's now suspended again for a week, but we think when he comes back, does he continue in that ball-playing forward role to Starling continue to play 80 minutes. If he's going to be an 80-minute hooker for the rest of the year, he's still undervalued on where he finished last year and could be a bit of a cut-price gun. Yeah, a few have got him in the last few weeks on that um, assumption. That's been the plan. Um, it's got to stay that way for a bit. I guess the only risk is that at some point Hodgson plays his way back into the starting team and um, you know he's clearly kind of out of favour as a starting hooker at the moment, uh, but he's you know an international Hooker, not that long ago, he was spoken about as, you know, up there with Cameron Smith, amongst mm. the best hookers in the game. So um, it is a big call to not play him uh, at dummy half for the rest of the season. So it could change. But in the meantime, yeah, as you say, Starling's going to make a lot of money and produce pretty good scores. You get it. What do you get in the weekend? Another score in the high 50s, I think. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think he's a pretty good buy. It's, it's an awkward price. So 528, you know, he's not a typical cash cow in terms of... Um, a low price, but break even of nine, uh, scoring 50s pretty consistently now. Mm. Um, if I didn't have bigger dramas elsewhere, I'd probably be buying him this week. Yeah, I mean, he's a cut price keeper if he keeps the, the starting. I guess the threat, like you said, even if he keeps the starting nine jersey for the rest of the year, that Josh Hodgson comes back and maybe plays 40 minutes off the bench, which is 20 minutes at lock and 20 minutes at hooker, and Starling gets a 20 minute rest yeah, exactly. every week. So he's playing 60 rather than 80 or something like that. So uh, not without risk, but certainly some uh, appeal. Uh, Storm team, they've uh, named some funny stuff again after naming Kenny Bromwich at hooker last week. They've named uh, utility forward Chris Lewis at 5'8", with Munster out and Riley Jacks also having that head knock last week. Uh, Not sure they're going to line up like that. You've got Cooper Johns down in the uh, the reserves list, but we will see what happens. Um, Also, Aaron Booth, who's a hooker in the reserves list with Tyson Smoothie picking up a knee injury uh, on the the weekend. Every chance he comes in and finds a spot supporting Brandon Smith. Um, Fantasy-wise, a couple of good scores. Yeah, so Jerome Hughes and I think uh, Nico Hines Mm. were the big standouts on the weekend. Hughes, 67. He's had a lot of big scores recently. Um, He looks like a keeper in the halves, um, I think averaging about 60 for the season. Uh, He looks very solid. Uh, He relies a lot on attacking stats, but the Storm are are thumping teams pretty consistently in those top you know, three or four teams are really dominating this year, and I think that's gonna that trend's gonna continue. You would expect for the rest of the season. So good signs for him. Um, Nico Hines is popular as well. He was awesome on the weekend um, in the absence of Pappenhausen. But if Pappenhausen comes back next week, does Hines just go back to a uh, you know bench utility? Yeah, I think there's way too much risk. Long term, to... that's yeah. that's his role. So yeah, I mean he'll play. Um, 
you know, in the origin weeks, if Pappenhausen is playing for the Blues, he'll be fullback again and score well, no doubt. But, um, yeah, long term seems pretty risky. Mm. Just before we move on, a uh, amendment to something we spoke about earlier in the podcast, late breaking news via the email. Uh, James Roberts is not in the West Tigers 21 at all. They've amended their team list and it is Jake Simkin oh, in Jersey go. 19. So if you're holding Simkin, uh, I guess there's a faint glimmer that he may find his way into the 17. If you need James Roberts to play, he officially uh, will not. Um Moving on to the the Bunnies and the Panthers. Jeez, I'm looking forward to this one. Mm. 2 p.m. on Sunday out there in Dubbo. Should be an absolute belter. Um, Bunnies getting close to being back to full strength. Uh, still without Cam Murray, who's a huge out, and uh, Campbell Graham, who's down there in the reserves, list a chance of finding his way back into the 17. But Latrell Mitchell makes his return from suspension at fullback. They've got Walker and Reynolds back in the halves with Benji on the bench. So um, looking a little bit stronger than they had the last few weeks. Um, the Bunnies, what do you got fantasy-wise? Um, yeah, so Latrell's a big in. Um, a lot of people would have sold him already. So, uh, again, I think he's going to play Origin. It's not 100% guaranteed, but he probably will. Mm. Um, regardless, good pickup for the remainder of the season, I think. He was uh, explosive in the first half of the year, setting up a lot of tries, making busts, uh, etc. Um, otherwise, Damien Cook and Cody Walker both got scores in the 60s on the weekend and have lost a lot of money this year. So, both a bit cut price. I don't know if Walker's quite a keeper. He's been a 50-point scorer in the mm. past. Probably not quite yeah. there in the halves this year when you look at what Cleary and Moses and these guys are doing. But um, Cook certainly should score around 60 for the rest of the season. Again, Origin coming up. But, uh, yeah, pretty good prices at the moment. Uh, Panthers team is unchanged, just about unchanged. Kirk Capel back, Kirk Capel back yeah. from a head knock. So Liam Martin goes to the um, the bench and Jermaine Hopgood, who debuted last week, uh, down to the reserves, but otherwise steady as she goes. Nathan Cleary, my word, mm. what a performance. Smashed the old record. for Unbelievable. Uh, I think the old record is 126 points in a game and that Cleary himself got a few years ago and he got 144 in that game. Uh, did everything. What a player. He's <laughs> he's made 180 grand on his starting price as well. So, you know, he's a cash cow as well as <sighs> the highest scorer of all time by a long way. So Started the year as the most expensive player and has since then been one of the better cash cows. Yeah, it's That's absurd. outrageous. So hopefully you've got him by now. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. I can't, there's no there's no advice at this point if you can't if you haven't got him. I think um, sell everyone and get him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, bad news again for people who are still holding Paul Momorowski. I don't yeah. think he's coming back until probably Origin and when Cleary goes. And yeah. Matt Burton starts in the halves. He'll play round thirteen, yeah. but he probably won't play any other rounds yeah. without injury or restings. Yeah, exactly. So sell probably. I think a sell. Um, uh, Spencer Lenu the same. Still outside the. The starting team, Lenyu, I thought was going to get... It was kind of awkward timing. Um, they announced him and Mitch Kenny were going to get decent minutes in reserve grade two weeks ago, mm. which seemed like a plan towards building them up to a big-minute role, at least for the origin period. And then uh, the COVID bubble struck and first graders couldn't play reserve grade, so that, uh, that didn't happen. So he stuck outside the 17 still. I don't know if he's going to come back. His minutes have been kind of yeah. going backwards since round one, so despite we- his good fantasy... Points per minute. Yeah. Looks to be on the Points out. per minute is great. He's been named to start at prop in reserve grade this week, so I'd imagine he gets you know, 60 minutes or yeah. something down there and see what happens after that. But, pro- I mean, even if he comes back into first grade with some minutes under his belt, Fisher-Harris, Isaiah Yo, yeah. Leota, all these guys, are, uh, Eisenhuth, I don't think he's going to get a big-minute role in the NRL team any time soon. 
Uh, final game of the round, the Eels and the Seagulls, another blockbuster. What a Sunday footy that is. Um, two back-to-back. Um, Parramatta team, that was a weird, scrappy second half against the uh, the Warriors. Mitch Moses absolutely on fire in the first half, mm. didn't do a lot in the second. Um, Isaiah Papali'i, who um, I've forked out top dollar for, is, <laughs> I'll put the skids under him in a big way. It was at 37, he finished up. Yep. We spent most of the second half on the bench. Um, apologies to all his owners for what I've done to his scoring potential. Um, Jakey Arthur, the debutante, a uh, try to win the game, a fantastic moment. Ended up with 47. Um, was only ever going to get these three weeks, which is too short to bring him in. Um, certainly too short now if you don't already have him, but... Um, yeah, anyone else fantasy-wise you want to mention? Uh, Ryan Madison's grew in the 50s. Um, good uh, buy round pickup uh, ahead of round 13 on the assumption that he doesn't get another uh, head knock and miss some game time, which happened earlier this season. Um, been a really good scorer in the past. Yeah, no huge scores in that game. Reed Marnie, 54. Papali'i, is that going to be a one-off? Is 20 minutes on the bench in the second half, or is this a yeah. new normal? What do you think? Well, I mean, he's played that many minutes before and scored 60 or 80 or whatever it is. I mean, he, he hasn't been playing 80 minutes every week, even when he started in the second row. He's not necessarily playing the full 80. It was just he had a quiet first half and then... Well, he did that last week. He had a really quiet yeah. first half and then scored 40-something in the second. But he basically did the same thing, but with a 20-minute rest during the period when he was otherwise scoring yeah. um, last week. So frustrating for owners, but yeah. easily his lowest score of the years. His first yeah. sub-50 um, at all about 15 points lower than his previous worst so hopefully a, a one-off yep. manly t- <laughs> manly team um any changes kieran foran out with a broken hand yeah, Cade cust goes into the uh six role i guess josh schuster's just a back rower now it's probably too big yeah. to be a five eight three he's going pretty well in the uh the back row i think his future is as a, a ball playing edge forward rather than as a, a six which is what he was through his junior years um a couple of little switcheroos with the forwards like they do every week um Tommy Turbo, two tries, two try assists. I am uh, as opposition captain in a couple of private leagues mm-hmm. and I was frustrated by all this point scoring. And he finished up with 59. It's- yeah, it's kind of old-fashioned Turbo, isn't it? We spoke about when I, when I was uh, kind of talking him down when he came back from injury yeah. that uh, he can do a lot in a game and not get a big score, which is kind of what he did there, 59 points, despite all those attacking stats. But we saw a week before that he got 100 with similar stuff and then yeah. breaks and everything else so yeah but he's been amazing so I think he's got what seven tries and ten assists or vice versa or something in it's how many games he's played five or six it's the hottest four or five game streak I think on record and Terry Campisi we worked out in 2008 okay. had a, a similar run but it's not no one else has touched that in the NRL era yeah um, I don't know if he can keep it up, but, you know, he's playing like he can. So uh, one of the buys of the year, I think, for those who have him. DCE got another good score as well, 68. So, again, one of these guys whose uh, price has dropped. Origin's coming up, but always a good buy, um, yep. someone like him. Time for our Dasher of the Week, uh, thanks to DoorDash. Who'd you go last week? I went uh, Tom Flegler last week. A uh, bit of a fail. I got 35 points, but, uh, you know, maybe it's a long-term pick. Uh, this week, I'm going to go with uh, Tom Starling, still only in about 2.5% of teams. Uh, mentioned him in the Raiders section, but, uh, yeah, quite cheap compared to his starting price. Capable of getting 50s and 60s, which he's done for the last uh, few rounds. Uh, big game against Melbourne. Could at least get through a lot of tackles. 
on for a good score. Nice one. I went with uh, Ryan Madison, who's still in quite a few, uh, quite quite a few teams uh, for last week. That was a 55 point return, so not too bad. I'm going to go with Morgan Harper at the Sea Eagles, only because I wanted to buy him two weeks ago and then didn't, and he's been scoring well. And I feel like this Sunday Arvo blockbuster against the Eels yeah. is going to end up quite open, and I'm um, going to be some uh, meters on offer for the outside back. So I'll, uh, you know, a good score for a centre is anything 40 plus. I reckon he could get uh, easily more than that. Now onto some questions from the old tweet machine. Many 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 questions today hope we can help a few people uh, pups was in nice and early well before the um, the twitter shout out looking at uh, trading uh, Lachlan Croker and Paul Morovsky for Morgan Harper and Appy Corusau on the face of it I don't mind it it's just whether you could potentially do a bit better for a cut price keeper than Corusau whose scoring hasn't really been that exciting so far yeah Corusau is one of these uh, yeah cut price keepers who's lost a lot of money the difference between between him and someone like uh, Cook or DCE is that Corusau's Big scores haven't really started yet. He's just getting mm. scores in the 40s. You really want to score, you know, scores in the mid to high 50s from a hooker. So, yeah, I wouldn't rush out to get Chorus out just yet. Otherwise, those trades look good. Um, I don't know if there's an obvious alternative at the same price. What is he? In the 600s? Yeah, I mean, Starling, who we talked about, yeah. does a, a tiny bit of a, a minutes drop security issue once Hodgson's back to full fitness. But, but I, I would better scores and cheaper. I would take Starling over yep. Chorus. Yep. Oh, yeah, good move. Um, question from uh, Danny TC. Thoughts on grabbing Joey Manu as a keeper in the centres? Yeah. As, as mean, bad as centres have been, I'd, like Manu's really good for a, a teen score sort of every second week. Like For as good of a player as he is, his quiet games are... Like scores amazing at fullback when he gets the chance back yeah. there, but not in the centres consistently. Yeah, better NRL player than fantasy player. Despite that, he does average 39 for the year, just under 40, which is fine for a keeper centre. It's not real um, top-level gun scores, but yeah, I'm just looking back through his previous scores. He got 39 the weekend, 28 a couple of weeks ago. He got a 13 against Melbourne in 80 minutes. So yeah, as you say, a bit risky. You're not really getting him for cheap. There's probably better options elsewhere. Um, yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, D. Lever, thoughts on Chris Smith at the Bulldogs played 80 minutes three weeks in a row, but concerned about Josh Jackson returning. Um, yeah. well, you pretty much answered your own question. Yeah, Jackson's exactly. back as soon as round 12, I think, and Jack Hetherington back in round 12. Um, I know he's a different position, but there's a few utility forwards that get moved around there. So, I yeah, mean, you've got pretty risky. Ogden dropped out of the 17 this week, and Elliot moved to the bench. There's just a few. I, I wouldn't count on him getting 80 minutes uh, every week. Yep. Uh, ben Freeman Catley wants to know whether uh, Snoop Dogg and our friends at DoorDash can toss in a few extra trades, a la our bonus trades last year. Sadly, as much as I could use about 20 extra trades at the moment, that was a bit of a one-off due to the um, change in the rules and the COVID shutdown. Yeah, yeah. Last year, the competition was stopped by a pandemic. It was kind of extenuating circumstances. Uh, I don't think there's going to be more trades this year, unfortunately. So, yeah, it is a thing, I think, to factor into your plans from here on out is um, try to make as few trades as possible, which... In weeks like this, when you kind of need to trade to mm. get a 17, then still do it, but try to get guys who you're going to be happy enough to keep for a long time or mm. even consider going a player short, you know, with 16 players sometimes for the sake of your long-term plans. Yeah, definitely. Um, Voldenuk asks... Um Oh, no, it's a reply about the Joey Manu question. Or you can wait until round 13, pick up Bradman Best at a premium price. Alternate strat on the uh, the Joey Manu question. What do you think about Bradman Best? I mean, you kind of want the Knights to be scoring more tries in general for Best mm. to be 
real top-level guy. And he's scored, obviously, well in the past, and they haven't been amazing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He's had a few injuries in the past. He's a good tackle-breaker on his day, but he was pretty quiet last week and the week before. Mm. Struggling for attacking stats at the moment. Yeah. Um, Bryce writes in thoughts on Starling. We've talked about him a fair bit. Seems Hodgson will be playing a ball. Uh, Hodgson will be playing as a ball-playing lock role from now on, thinking about going from Sini to Embi to cover for Peachy and then Milford to Starling. I think I like those traits. Yeah, good job. Yeah, I like them too. Uh, Mike J, is it worth playing uh, with 16 for two weeks and saving a trade while Peachy is out? Other option is to trade out Momorowski, but surely he comes in during Origin. Oh, this is an easy one, I think. Yeah. Um, I'd trade Momorowski right now. Yeah, same. Why save, you know, you're going to be short two weeks for the sake of one week score, you just get a score for those two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Paul Burns needs a centre considering Farnworth. Yeah, if you can afford it, I don't mind it. Yep. Pretty consistent base stats. He's doing it pretty much almost entirely without tries at the moment, yeah. Farnsey, So um, Definite upside there if he does get yep. across the trailer. Uh, Oz Hazard is looking to trade out Peachy and wants a keeper-level centre. <sighs> Do you trade out Peachy? Two weeks. Ideally not. Yeah. Suspended, so he's, you know, he's definitely coming back yeah, for around 13. I think he's one to hold. I mean, you can, in terms of keeper level centers, you can pretty much see, you look at the stats. Sort by average. Yeah. yeah. Anyone in the 40s is fine. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be holding Peachy if possible. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Scott Lee, is Jerome Hughes just on a hot streak of form or is he, is he a genuine gun, favorable draw coming up as well? Uh, yeah, what do you think? I've been up and down on him in earlier this season, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he's improved a few base stats, but more importantly, uh, getting heaps of attacking stats. And I think teams like the Storm, uh, Panthers, Eels, these kind of clubs are going to get a lot of attacking stats probably most weeks for the rest of the mm. season. So, uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's a gun this year. Yeah, I mean, scoring might be a little bit inflated from what he's going to produce like week yeah. on week, but uh, yeah, I think definitely a, a keeper. And it'll be a bit up and down, but but the up mm. weeks you know make up for it. Yeah. Uh, Hands of the God writes in another round of centre madness. Any cheap centre suggestions to cover for Peachy this week? Mainly playing head to head and have Twile on my team. Should I get rid of him? Uh, so Embi is he still towards the top of the list? You got him last week. Still yeah, he's about three hundred ish. I mean, you could take a punt on uh, Shoop, who's ext- potentially extremely short term, but uh, very very cheap. Um, I mean, otherwise, you know, Nick Trotrich is still cheap, coming yeah. off a high 40 score, but hasn't looked like a reliable scorer this year. I mean, there's no one really compelling, but they're probably the, yep, the thread to lean towards. Yep. And Twal, he's playing prop now and losing minutes. So I'd be inclined to... I mean, if you don't have more pressing issues... Yeah, move off. Uh, move him along. Barbish Patel, too late for Corey. Had a weird at nighter? I think it is. I think he's going to make more money, but probably not... You know, ideally, you want to aim for that 150 grand mark mm. for a, a cash cow, especially now when uh, trades are, are getting sparse. So mm. um, yeah, you're going to use two trades. If he only makes you 80 or 90 grand, it's not really worth it. So I think you've missed the boat. Just wait for the next cash cow. Yeah. I think there's going to be more cash cows. We're going to get more suspensions, more injuries. So uh, the right one will pop up. And he's not that cheap anymore either. Yeah, not a keeper, not a cow. Yep. Chris Matichich uh, is looking at either Cherry Evans or Moses as an upgrade for Anthony Milford uh, in a head-to-head league that does play on the buy rounds. Okay, well, if he does play the buy rounds, then Moses has the advantage. He won't play Origin. Yeah. He'll play round 13. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's the difference. And you've got a few more weeks to worry about round 17. Yep. Um, 
Jarwell writes in, uh, for feeder and Pappenhausen, are they keep or sell also centre cover needed for Peachy? I'd already got Jack Bird. Um, keep both for feeder and Pappenhausen. Absolutely, yeah. Pappenhausen, you know, in hindsight, if you sold him a month ago, you'd be laughing because uh, he missed three weeks, came back, got injured, his price is going to go down. But if you've still got him now, he's only going to miss one more week and come back and probably still be one of the best fullbacks mm. in fantasy, so definitely hold. Probably misses one buy round um, or both buy rounds through Origin, but if you're not worried about that, then yeah, absolutely a keeper as is for feeder. Said to cover with Peachy Adam, I think we've gone over that. The cheap options are, you know, as we've said, not great. Um, Johnny Veary is back. Um, and now I have zero centres with Peachy and Sini, who I held last week out. I've been having very similar issues with my centres. Uh, do I suck it up and buy back Avarillo, having missed out on his 200k price rise? Something else I managed to do this year is sold Avarillo mm. too soon and then missed out when he turned into a keeper in the centres. Yeah. Or do I save the cash and get someone like David Bowen or Braden Burns or someone who will just keep their spot and tick over? I mean, if you take the emotion out of it, the smart move here, especially if he's got Peachy and then Sini's not a you know, keeper, he's not going to come back. You want two keeper centres. Of that lot, Avarillo is the keeper centre. He's, he's playing halfback. Mm. He'll play half or 5 eight for the rest of the season. Uh, he gets kick metres. He's a keeper centre, so I think that's probably the best move. What do you think? Yeah, I tend to agree. If you, Johnny, if you're considering buying Braden Burns, get in touch with our old mate Anthony Hayes, and uh, ask him about last time I recommended buying Braden Burns and he will set you on the, the right path. Um, Nick Hudson writes in, Starling or Maddo for an underpriced potential keeper? I mean, no bad options there. Yeah, both good options. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, Starling's cheaper. Uh, I don't think plays around 13, so for overall, I think get Madison, head-to-head, maybe Starling. How about that? Yep, I like it. Um Kai Cantwell um, can't field a full team this week, still carrying Hetherington and Roberts and Simpkin. Um, now throw in Phil Mayono, who was looking good at centre. Pappenhausen, Peachy and Curran on the list. Jeez, it's, you've walked into uh, quite a bit of it there. Um, even with two trades, can't field 17. How long will Pat be out? It's not really a specific question there other than how long will Pat be out, which we think is just one week. We think just one week, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the good news, if that if it is good news, is that a lot of people are in similar situations. Yeah. So even in head-to-head, I reckon a lot of people will have 16 players and win head-to-head games regardless this week because yep. they're up Absolutely. against other teams who are struggling. So don't panic too much about the sake of one week. Try to keep your plans for the rest of the season. You know, Don't buy a dud for the sake of one round. So, um, And a lot of those guys, you know, Pappenhausen, uh, one week, Peachy back in two weeks, uh, not the end of the world, but sell the guys who aren't going to come back or, or someone like Firmo who's out for five weeks. Yep, absolutely. Well, it's um, all the questions and all we've got time for on our Round 11 Team List podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening and thanks again to our sponsors at DoorDash. We'll be back this time next week to uh, wrap up the Round 12 Team List. <laughs>